0: This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's a bowtie guy. Hey guys, it is December 22nd, and we are here with our pre-Christmas show. Uh, so we've decided to take a little bit of a break from the steps and uh, talk about Christmas this week. So welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your uh, continual host, the Bowtie Guy. It's my pleasure to be here. And today my guest is listener Bev from California, my lovely wife.
1: Hi everybody. Um, Merry Christmas and it's good to be back.
0: Yeah. It's great to have you here, Bev. And, uh, we just want to tell you a few things about the show before we get too far along the lines on this. Uh, this is uh, coming up to the, towards the end of the year and we have now, um, officially become, uh, Messed Up Ministries is, uh, an official business now, and we are um, a, uh, a non profit organization. So, uh, we're going to be starting in uh, the new year. All your uh, gifts on Patreon are going to be converted over and be tax deductible. So, I want to tell you about our Patreon. What Patreon is, is a way for you to support the show financially. And that means that for as little as $1 a month, you can give to the show and um, It's super easy to do. You go to MessItUpPodcast.com and you click on the Become a Patron button, and it'll uh, tell you the rest, and you can choose the level of giving that you want to do, and then uh, it helps support the show financially. It makes it so that we can afford to do this uh, because there are costs involved, and this is basically what I do for my job. Uh, I am a volunteer missionary in the prisons and doing the (laughs) podcast, so that helps to uh, pay the bills and keep the podcast on the It's not on the air, but on the (laughs) airwaves, I guess, on the internet. Uh, So we really appreciate it. Like I said, for as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. And beginning in 2021, those uh, donations will be tax deductible. If you are looking to do year-end giving and you're trying to find a place to do it, Messed Up Ministries would love to have your support. So if you are interested in giving a gift to Messed Up Ministries, we're working on our uh, website right now to get that uh, available for those year-end gifts. Uh, to be taken, but right now it's not. So, if you are interested, what you can do is you can email info at messuppodcast.com and intern Dave will get the information out to you on how to uh, send a check or uh, do a gift for Messed Up Ministries for Year in Giving, which is uh, that will be tax deductible. So, if you're looking to uh, get your last tax deductions in and try and find a nice place to give uh, a little bit or Uh, A lot of bit of money, uh, Messed Up Ministries would love to do that. We are uh, hoping to get people trained to go back into the prisons and do recovery ministry and talk about uh, recovery and bring some joy into the prisons as well as into recovery groups out in the streets as well. So we really appreciate all your financial support and your prayer. Another thing you can do to help the podcast out is to go on to whatever podcatcher you're using and give us a rating and a review. Because that helps the algorithms feed us to people who are searching for things like Christianity, Christian recovery, uh, those type of things that they search for. And it will just push us up in the algorithm to get more listeners, which just makes the show more and more successful. So we really appreciate all of that. If you're looking for a last-minute gift, you can give my book to somebody, which is called Still in Beta. It is available on Apple Books. You can get it as a paperback through Amazon. Or you can get it on uh, Kindle as well through Amazon. You search for Paul Pippen. That's P-I-P-P-E-N, just like the basketball player, but without the talent or the money. Uh, And uh, the book is called (laughs) Still in Beta, and that is a great gift for uh, your Christmas reading. I think that's about all I have for the uh, top of the show kind of stuff. But um, Oh, well, I do want to remind them, uh, don't forget to check uh, the social media. Uh, We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We're on Reddit, so look for Messed Up Ministries and Messed Up Podcast, and we're on all those different places. So we appreciate the follows. We appreciate you guys joining in the fun. Uh, we have a word of the week this week. and because What we're is it?
1: Up, what is up, it, Paul? We're
0: coming up on Christmas. <laughs> Bev finally got to talk. Uh, we're only only four and a half minutes in, and Bev finally got to say something. That's okay. But she had to fight for it. Uh, because we're in the Christmas season, I was trying to think of a word that would be kind of Christmassy, and I thought, splendor. Uh, And splendor is something that shows majesty and um, elegance. And uh, I want my life to be filled with splendor. And I hope that your life is filled with splendor as well. And that doesn't mean that I'm hoping that you get jewels and riches. But, you know, splendor can be a lot of different things, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But that's our Word of the Week. You can give yourself uh, ten bonus points every time you use that in a sentence during the week. And uh, go out and spread some big words. So now... Five minutes after, I believe, that I've got all of that uh, done. So we're ready to talk about the show now.
1: Yeah, and you just said all that with splendor.
0: Wow, 10 points right there. My yeah. wife is Woo-hoo. a champion at this kind of stuff. So Christmas is here. <clears> and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit at the beginning here just about Christmas past. Uh, we're not not going down a whole Charles Dickens road here, but Christmas is in our past together Christmas is in your past as a child or or what you've known what are the things that that come to mind when you got Christmas on the headlight you know we get into that that Christmas season what what emotions or thoughts or feelings get evoked by that for you
1: mm. Wow I wish you had not thrown it to me first um, you know It is just loaded with family for me. Family, it's just, that's kind of a trite answer. But um, it it was always uh, my mom, my dad, my sister, and I. And we lived away from other close family members. So uh, just the four of us. And we did everything together at Christmas time. But I have the sort of a a different feel and i've had to learn through the years to see christmas a little differently because i was raised in florida um and christmas wasn't all that different weather wise Right. so i can remember one christmas we went to uh indiana and got to see snow and it was super Mm. exciting because we we didn't know what snow was Mm. (laughs) never seen it really before
0: yeah i uh (laughs) basically lived in Ridgecrest most of my life. And it's cold. Uh, occasionally we get some snow and I've had a few white Christmases here in Ridgecrest. But I'm thinking of our daughter Heather and intern Dave living in Hawaii. And Christmas is just, to me It just, I always think of the Corona commercial with the little palm tree. And the lights. Oh sure. And I think okay they've got a Christmas tree but you know you have these pictures of Santa Claus wearing warm clothes and gloves and and here they are, and it's beach weather every day. Mm-hmm. And how different that must feel, because all the snowflakes and, and decorations that you know we use are, are so cold-driven. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's mm-hmm. not cold there, so that does make it a little bit of a different kind of thing. Uh, how do you feel? Are you more? Do you lean more towards? I want traditional Christmas, or do you like something different and, and
1: odd? I, I really like traditional Christmas. I like traditional Christmas food. Um, somebody was saying who was a great deal younger than me yesterday that they heard that somebody was stringing marshmallows together to put on the mm. tree and they were using little ones and big ones. And I said, gosh, we did that all the time. You know, we did that and we did popcorn and we did cranberries. I remember
0: popcorn and cranberries. Yeah. It was not in my family, but I remember doing mm-hmm. that uh, when I was in
1: college. I, I think I'm more of a Hallmark card sort of Christmas yeah. person, you yeah. know?
0: And I like the traditional. Like when I see a tree that is just, um, you know, just traditional and just so classic. I think, oh, that's nice. But then sometimes mm-hmm. I like the different thing. I saw one time a person that had, I was a picture of, but the tree was upside down on the oh, ceiling. Oh, right. And I thought, what an interesting way. And I love to be different as well. I, I like the tradition, but I don't mind having something be a little bit different. You know, a, a beach Christmas or a, a Hawaiian Christmas or, or whatever. Right. Doesn't throw me as much. But it does, I do think I would probably not feel as much Christmas spirit if I were in a tropical location compared to like in Ridgecrest where it's cold and you see the, the leaves, you know, fall off right. the trees. and you know, there's ice in the gutters in the morning and, and it does make it to me. That's what I associate with Christmas feeling.
1: Yes. I remember when I finally uh, made the decision to have an artificial Christmas tree and it really sort of broke my heart because I was used to that smell um, of the pine tree. And just in the last couple of weeks, I've been hearing a lot of people saying they want to go back to going out and cutting their own Christmas tree uh. and bring it home. And uh, I know that Real Christmas trees are a lot of work and a lot of trouble, a lot of cleanup. But oh man, the smell of that would be amazing to have in your home. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't mind the, the smell, but I don't want all those leaves. I mean, I can buy a candle, get a little scentsy, a little little air pot, some you know, yeah, air wick or something like that. And to me, yeah, give me a fake Christmas tree. But I there again, that's my tradition because I grew up with a fake tree.
1: Well, it's funny that you said I don't want all those leaves. They're not leaves. They're needles.
0: Well, but
1: those, are, <laughs> those are leaves. They have wheels for leaves. They don't so, feel like leaves when you walk I, on them. That's for no, sure. No, it's a little bit uncomfortable. Right. right. Well, you know, you were talking about um, if people want something a little different. I know our daughter has a complete Star Wars tree. Uh, and it's kind of cool because all of the ornaments on the tree... Talk to each other. So one starts and then it sends a signal to another one and it just goes and it lights up and all this kind of cool stuff. And then the other thing that I think is special is they have a tree and every year since, well, really since they've been married and then when they added family members with two boys, um, they all get a new ornament every year that kind of represents something about them. Right. And so that tree is just covered with really personal yes. Like, memories. Yes, and I, think. I
0: like the idea of a tree where everything matches. I mean, I grew up with a tree. That was Me too. All, it was a white tree with red glass ornaments on it, mm-hmm. and that was nice. It was. It felt balanced. It, mm-hmm. it appealed to my sense of symmetry, mm-hmm. but I also love just seeing a tree that every ornament is just, a different ornament.
1: Right. I had a friend back in Miami that, um, they were German and their family tradition was that, and they had a large family, uh, every year, one of the families would be shipped a box of ornaments that were all handmade. And each year it was their job to add another one to it that was handmade. Uh, but one family in the group of the whole family would have a tree and i don't remember what kind of tree it was but it was stripped of all the leaves and it wasn't a pine tree and they covered the entire tree in cotton and then they hung all of these family ornaments it was amazing and there were probably you know 75 ornaments because they'd been doing this for many many generations yeah so they kept this one precious box that was shipped from family to family each year you know incredible yeah of cool
0: um with the uh, the christmases that we've had um i know this is your first christmas without mom being here yeah um and i've had you know christmases without family members what are you what are you thinking about this year is there anything different with that is it hard to tell with covid going on how different things are what hmm. how is this year compared to other years
1: well i think if my mom had not passed away in March and made her trip to heaven, it's hard to say if I would feel differently because everything else has been so different. Mm -hmm. So that's not the only thing that is different this year. Um, And so so I really don't know. I don't know. But I don't, I just don't have a deep sense of grief about her being gone. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand that because I'm always the emotional person, the one that really feels, but maybe it just hasn't really hit me that it's real yet. Um, and maybe I'm just so used to every day being different than it was last year. Right. It's like, okay, one more thing, not that different, you know, right. if that makes any sense. And
0: for me, because my dad did so much of the stuff around Christmas, my mom was always a participant, but not a planner or a doer. She didn't decorate. She didn't cook. She didn't. She just. She didn't do the cards. She just. She was just, you know, Uh, a participant in Christmas. And so, with her, with Dad being gone, it now fell on me to actually have to do Uh, the the stuff that was being done. So one of our traditions was to have breakfast Christmas Eve night after church. And so it fell to me to do the cooking on that and to do all that. And it's, I knew how to do it, but it had always been dad. And I was like, you know, his helper. Um, but I wasn't able to really know what, what did he do here? And uh, how am I supposed to, you know, make grits for right. this many people? <laughs> uh, how, how many eggs do you what, what time? And it was just, it was something different. But it felt like... Um, I don't know. It felt like I hate to say a rite of passage because I was forty uh, yeah. almost when yeah. when it happened. I was in my, my late thirties, but I felt like okay, I I you know I have to do this. Um, my brother wasn't going to. He's older, but um, to be the oldest male in charge felt odd. And, and same thing at Thanksgiving is like he always cut the turkey, and I still I don't cut the turkey because I don't really know how to cut a turkey, but uh, well, so. That's That was one thing that I noticed with him being gone, uh, just that stepping in and doing things. And now, I mean, he's this is the 15th Christmas without uh, yeah. Pop. Wow. So I'm used to that now.
1: Well, you know, I, I think it's going to be different, too, for you and I this year because we have no children or grandchildren here on Christmas Day. Right. We're just spending it with you and I and and your mom. Yes. And so... Christmas without little children running around is not quite the same. That's a different I thing for sure. It is. So and, much. You know,
0: um, the boys that live in town with us, they will be in Missouri with their other grandparents. And then um, everybody else is out of town. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, yeah, just you and me and, and uh, my mom. And then in the evening, we'll be going up uh, with our adopted kids that you've heard, uh, Andrew and Giselle and, and Grace. And will be going up to hang out with them. And do that, but it will be, this will be a very subdued Christmas. And and I noticed around our house, it's a little subdued. We've got, you know, your mom's decorations up this year instead of ours, which is very fun for me and I'm sure for you as well. Yeah, it is. But it's going to be a little bit more of a laid back Christmas, which I guess this is a great year to do a laid back Christmas.
1: Yeah. You, uh, you mentioned carried on your, your dad's traditions, um, and I didn't think of this until just now, and that is my sister and I always knew growing up that there would come a time during the Christmas season when mother's uh, bedroom door would be shut, and she would take a card table in there. I still see the card table to this day, and all the wrapping paper and all the ribbon and the bows and all that comes up, and that's in the days when you had to make your own bows. Mm-hmm. They didn't come with little sticky things on the backside, and she would be in there for hours. And the funny thing about it was, and, and that's not a thing that I'm carrying on because I right. don't really like to wrap presents. Right. I'm, it's Same with not, me.
0: My, my dad yeah. was that guy.
1: Yeah. And uh, my mom was so uh, adamant, I guess, and so careful that whatever she had for one, she had to have for the mm-hmm. other. So with my sister and I, it was like, if you have a box three inches by four inches you know, my sister Kay had to have a box three inches by four inches, no matter whether it was the exact same thing. But she would get it down to the penny. Right. I mean, the price had to be right. exactly the same. So she was really serious about this gift-giving business. Yeah, you know?
0: Yeah, and Pop was uh, a perfectionist, so he had the presents wrapped so that all the paper came up and yep. matched beautifully. And he did it on the uh, kitchen counter, and so he would close the doors to the kitchen, and, and nobody was allowed in there. <laughs> Uh, And then eventually he moved out into our travel trailer, (laughs) and that just became rapping central because he could go out there and he didn't have to worry about nosy little boys coming in and and, uh, trying to sneak a peek at at the gifts.
1: That may have been why he bought that travel trailer. Yeah. yeah. So, uh,
0: anyhow, uh, we're deep here into this, and it's it's time for us to take a little bit of a break and, and have a song of the week. What I have for the song of the week is a song that popped into my head today as I was driving down the road. Since it's Christmas, I thought I'd give us a Christmas song. This is a song from Striper, and it's called Reason for the Season. So we're going to give you about 90 seconds. We'll be back after that to tell you our thoughts and talk a little bit more about Christmas. All right. So once again, just like last week, audio let me down, and I didn't get one microphone recording when it was supposed to be recording. It always works uh, in, in in the pre-record, and it doesn't work during the record. So now we're back to uh, both mics. So I apologize for the sound on that first segment. I guess I should just issue a blanket apology for the first segment sound <laughs> in perpetuity. <laughs> uh, anyhow, Bev. What do you think?
1: Um, that's the first time I've ever heard that song. I guess I wasn't paying attention during Striper. I was going to say, you know? it's
0: probably the first time you've paid attention to that song, but I know you've heard that song because I know I've played it. You've played yeah. it. Sure, yeah.
1: sure. Um, I love the line that says, your life can be a holiday every day when he is with you. And then down here at the bottom, there, that's one line I love. And then down here, we, uh, we all know it's better to give than receive. His gift is for those who believe. And this is the one I love. You got it if you want it. Just believe it. it's that simple. Yes. If you yes. want it, it's there for you. Yes. You know? Yeah.
0: And I love the the celebratory nature of it. I mean, as soon as, I mean, this just, this is my sound. you oh, know, sure. Just those crunchy guitars. and And it starts off that way. And, but, you know, it goes in in the, the chorus, you know, to celebrate, celebrate. And Mm -hmm. and that's what we need to do. I I think we need to be people who are known for joy, Mm -hmm. uh, for for celebrating. We should be the party people. It should be cool to be a Christian because we can go out and party. We can have, you know, loud music like Striper that uh, makes, you know, crunchy guitar sounds and loud drums and uh and do all that we don't have to be fuddy-duddy sticks in the mud right right um and it's i I guess it's all just a generational thing but i you know i i I hopped in the car today to drive somewhere and i was going to listen to a podcast so i had my uh iphone plugged into the radio of the car and i hit the auxiliary button well auxiliary goes to the cd player and to the auxiliary (laughs) port and we got this car from grandpa and we never took the CD out of the CD player. And so it's got like this, you know, good old, you know, gospel, gospel. you know, stuff. And it comes out with the organ and all this. I'm like, oh, and I, I was I was fixing to listen to a podcast uh, for one of my sports teams, which had just lost another game. It was miserable. And I thought, oh, they're just doing a different lead in with this old organ music and just like whatever. But that's not what I want to hear. I love to hear just the joyful stuff. And whatever it is that makes you joyful, if that's what makes you joyful, sure. you know, amen to you, sister or brother. But um, I just, I really, I love that sound, that uh, just good, old-fashioned 80s uh, guitar. And, and so, yeah, it, it, was, it was great. The, the words are not like, you know, it's they're not writing high poetry here. It's not, you know, no. Ezra Pound or, or Jack Frost but it's um, it's good and and you know when I look at this reason for the season thing, I, I agree with that. He is the reason for the season. A lot of times we forget about mm-hmm. that and we just watched this year my my movie that I watched that was a movie I'd never seen but have to watch for Christmas you know tradition with the gadulas was uh, Miracle on 34th and they talked about how the uh, you know this was filmed back in 1947. And they were talking about how Christmas had gotten too commercial and people had forgotten about it. And so it's not a new thought. But I don't want to go so militant that people, you know, get uh, our pastor this week. um, this last week as we're recording, not as you're listening. uh, Preached a message called, you know, uh, don't forget the X in Christmas or or, who put the X in Christmas, something along those lines. But talking about, you know, people saying Xmas and people get really bent out of shape at Xmas and they say, you know... You keep Christ in Christmas. And, and and it turns out, you know, if you look back, X was the Greek symbol for Christianity. That's what they used to show that they were Christ followers was that X. And so it is putting Christ in Christmas. Yeah. Uh, but if we're getting so militant about people bothering us or, or or not cottoning to the way we think that we're forgetting that we're celebrating a general day that we just arbitrarily apply because we don't know Jesus's birthday. So we arbitrarily just traditionally apply this as the day Jesus was born. That was a big deal. That was a big deal. And it wasn't the biggest deal because the biggest deal was 30 years down the road, more than 30 years. uh, But it started this incredible change in covenants. And, and without that, we wouldn't have everything that we have. It would be, if you think life is miserable now, imagine life without hope of Christ. Mm. I mean, and hope in Christ. Right. That would be that would be miserable. So he is. He is the reason for this season. And it's, it's, it's to fine that. to give gifts. I don't have a problem with gifts. I don't have a problem with... My favorite song for Christmas is the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. He's talking about chestnuts roasting on an open fire. He's not talking about... He's just talking about that whole idea of, like you said, family. Yes. And uh, and family, I am so thankful for the way that you and I look at family. Because, right. you know, when, when we started doing Celebrate Recovery, they have the idea of the forever family. And I thought that's a great idea, but it's not anything new because that's how we've been doing it. Uh, family doesn't have to be genetics. No. It doesn't have to be biology. It's just love. And... Um, And I'm okay with that
1: completely. Yes, Yes, I was um, listening to something this last week. I think it was some kind of a devotional. But they were talking about how um, the holiday of Christmas is all about love. Everything about it is love. And uh, they said if you truly want to know love, if you really want to understand the word love, not the misconstrued, definition or you know a strange way of talking about love if you really want to know love you live like jesus right if you live like jesus that's love and that's because it tells us right there god is Is. love and what a simple thought that was and it was like oh my gosh you're absolutely right you know living like jesus is love living contrary to jesus is not love yeah and um so I like that
0: thought. And and love is. Love is is powerful, and it it, like everything else, we can bend it to our, our whims, mm-hmm. our biases, our our thoughts. And I always would tell people, you know, one of the most loving words you can say to someone is no, uh, because sometimes in love we have to deny the people that we love what they want mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. know that it's not what they need. I think you, your children, whether they're Infants, or toddlers, or teenagers, or adults—sometimes uh, they need to hear that word "no," and that can be tricky. And, but ultimately, love should be something that adds to mm-hmm. um, a relationship, that builds it up, that that makes it more solid. Um, not something that tears it down. Love is not uh, a negative. Uh, take away, a subtractive uh, type of emotion or action. It is entirely additive to the situation. So if whatever you're doing is not adding to the situation, then it might not be something that's being done in love.
1: Yeah, I was uh, reading my Bible a couple days ago and I was back in Isaiah. Where it was saying, you know, that Jesus is going to be the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us. And um, I've always heard that, but it hit me differently, especially during 2020, um, because this year has been a year that people have felt so alone and isolated, and yet that hasn't changed God. He's still God with us, and even more with us, I feel like, um, to fill in the gaps, to fill in the loneliness, to fill in the separation, to fill in the miles. Um, uh, so many people are struggling and, um, I'm just grateful that God, our God is the God who is with us, who never leaves us, never forsakes us. I had a conversation with my dad a couple weeks ago, who's 93 and, uh, He said, you know what, Bev? You know what the good thing is about being old? And I thought, what in the world is he going to tell me? And he said, the good thing about being old is you can look back on your life and you can see all the ways that God has been faithful and the ways that God has never left your side. Mm -hmm. And then he said, and more than that, I love it that I get to um, now tell the story to my children and grandchildren of how God has been faithful to me. Um, anyway, I just thought that was a cool thought, yeah. and so especially during this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that that story from Grandpa is not a little tracked. it's you know a Tolstoy, War and Peace size. Oh, absolutely epic! Yeah, right,
1: right, for sure, right, right,
0: right. Um, so, as we um, try to bring this into a close here and land the ship. Um, I just want to ask a couple of questions about Christmas. And so, the questions I have is is what's that Christmas list? I guess if I was going to pick another song for, for the Christmas thing, I would do Amy Grant's Grown Up Christmas oh, yes. uh, Wish. And, you know, go ahead and check that song out because it is it's fantastic and it's, it's fantastic words. But uh, as a grown up, you know, we look at things. You know, I remember as a kid. Wanting the toys and oh, seeing gosh. the boxes and looking at the pile sure. and thinking, yeah, this is the time for stuff. And Christmas was my favorite holiday because that's when you get all the presents and the stuff. But as a, as a, an adult, and I never understood my dad sitting on the sidelines. He would sit. We had our places. Mom sat on the love seat um, with, that had the back to the front door and face the Christmas tree. Pop sat on the fireplace hearth. Uh, I sat on on the other side of the tree and then Robert sat between mom and dad over on that side. And uh, dad would just give the gifts out. And he didn't want any. He would wait till the end. And I was like, Pop, you're not getting in on the fun here. You got to rip some." And when he would do it, You know, he was cheap, so he'd save that paper. He would take out his (laughs) knife and he'd cut the tape so he could rewrap with that same paper next year if he had to. Oftentimes he would leave a box that he was really proud of. He'd open the end and open up the box and shake it out so that way he could just put something else in the box and (laughs) fold it up. You know, he was was a, a, a Boy Scout at heart, I guess. But I didn't understand that. And now I totally get that, that it's just like to watch my kids, my grandsons, my wife to watch somebody just get something and, and be happy because of, of what they got. I, I don't know. That's what I need for my gift. So as you're looking at, at, you know, your wishes, you know, what, what wishes do you have for, for family, for the world, for, uh, for you? Do you have any Christmas wishes?
1: I do. Um, I think I would more call them prayers than wishes. um, wishes seem whimsical to me and prayers are intentional and prayers are also specific Uh, so I think my prayer would be that every member of my family you know, old or young all of my neighbors, all the people that I know would learn to walk in peace and um That's a struggle that I've had. I mean, I don't think I've talked about it much on the podcast, but you know, I struggle with anxiety and I struggle with depression, um, and codependency that shows itself in a a lot of relationships, but to get to the point where I really know the peace of God, not the peace of the world, because that doesn't stay, um, and it's also not real, But to really have peace would just be to, it would solve all the problems of the world if we walked in peace with one another, Um, you know, being able to be grateful for what we have and um, not complaining about where we are, you know? Right. Satisfied with where we are, I guess. And the
0: funny thing is, not funny, haha, but funny, ironic. The interesting thing about that is it's so much easier to be at peace with someone than to, to not. Yes. Because it, it takes literally nothing to be at peace with someone. But to not be at peace, you have to work at that. You have to find the reasons. You have to get stewed up and angry and, and, and be watching for what they're doing wrong and keep track. And, and it's so much more difficult
1: mm-hmm.
0: physically, emotionally, mentally than to be at peace but so often we choose not to.
1: Right. I, w- I was listening to um, uh, a, like a short little podcast and they were talking about uh, what it takes to have peace with someone. And I know the Bible says, as far as it's possible to you, mm-hmm. be at peace with one another. And they were saying, it's not just going just an extra mile. It's not just doing what you think you should do. It is doing everything. Everything you can possibly do to be at peace with them—that's different. That's different than just saying, eh, "Well, you know, I I sent him a card and I said i was sorry," or yeah. you know, I called him on the phone. It's not that. It's doing everything you possibly know that you can capably do to to stay at peace. And uh, I I want that for myself. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, and and that's what I want. You know, my my wish is that we can. This year you don't have to look hard in 2020 to find strife and anger and resentment and bitterness and rancor. Um, you really don't have to look for that kind of stuff. It just it, it's everywhere with the election, with the reaction to election uh, and people refusing to um, to quit wanting their way. Um, it's not, 2020 is not a banner year for humanity. No, no. And I'd like to see us move just a little closer to a banner year to be able to be peaceful, like you said, rather than angry, to be cooperative rather than antagonistic, mm-hmm. to find good and joy rather than to find where I've been wronged you know my friend mark always pointed out to me that freedom is not always the ability to do whatever you want but sometimes it's the freedom to say no right and and sometimes we just need to say no to the stuff that i need to say no to the stuff that i want to say or do or feel um, i get really annoyed uh, sometimes during election season when i see someone who's got a sign for the guy i don't want or the lady i don't want and i think ah oh, i should go and you know take that sign and throw it away no no that's not my right it's their right to, to do it and 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 I don't have to agree with it and um, I, I there's a lot of things that people have the right to do that I might not like but they've got the right to do it right and I just need to let them be and love them as they are who they are and hope that they will um, continue to have a deeper relationship with christ if they've got one and if they don't that they'll begin to know christ and that that will be a thing that changes their life but if i'm not giving them a reason for that if i'm not being the reason for the season if i'm going out and, and just being hateful and mean and spiteful and putting nasty things on social media why on earth would they ever want to come to my church why on earth would they ever want to read my Bible? Why on earth would they ever want to know my Jesus? Why would they want anything that I have if, if what I have just shows bitterness and hate and malice and I'm just a malcontent and I can't stand this person or that person? I mean, What I want people to know when they look at my Facebook, oh, that guy loves Jesus. Not, oh, that person hates this candidate or this political party or this group of people. I, that's not what I want them to know. I don't want them to know what I don't like. I just want them to know, that I love Jesus.
1: Yeah, and that's not going to get us to heaven. I mean, that's really, if G, uh, uh, there was a um, video uh, Bible study that I've been doing with a couple of ladies, and, and they said at the end of the day, you ask yourself, if Jesus came back today, would this thing really matter? Yeah. And if it doesn't, let it go. Yeah, what I say, hang hey like,
0: Jesus, I'm not r- quite... Yeah, I need it, right. Let me finish this post.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, this is much much more important. Because I right. really
0: hate wearing my mask, and I need people to know about it. Right, Look, right. If right. you don't like wearing your mask, we know. You're not wearing it, and we get it. Um, don't... Quit posting about it. We're tired of
1: it. Well, <laughs> when I have those attitudes, too, about other people... I'm sure there's other people out there who have those attitudes toward me. Oh, they're sick of me wearing yeah. my mask. Yes, right, absolutely. Right. It's like, yeah. so I need to be careful that, that I don't offend like Listen, that. Listen, this is know? my
0: show. Don't correct me.
1: Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, remember what I was talking to you about the other day in regards to uh, being recruiters? Yeah. You know, versus, you know, making people, like setting a bad example Yeah, Christ, yeah, you know?
0: yeah. And what... The people weren't there with us. So what she uh, told me was uh, a pastor had related the story about a, a recruiter. They live in northern uh, Northern San Diego County. So they're by Camp Pendleton, which is a big Marine base. And the Marine recruiter wouldn't go out and yell at people and say, hey, you're an idiot. You're a jerk. You need to be in the Marines. Uh, and say, hey, this is what you know is is beneficial. When you're trying to recruit people and get them to your site, you tell them the good stuff. And that's what we are. We should be recruiters out there. Uh, not the drill sergeant later. We should be the recruiter up front, just convincing people, hey, there's something worthwhile. Come check yeah. it out. And, and we might be, we've said it before, we might be the only Bible that someone reads. True. Our life might be the only Jesus that they right. have known to that point. So let's make it worthwhile. Right. Uh, we did that with, uh, we just had the Angel Tree uh, oh, wow. part. Can you tell people just a little bit oh, before we leave gosh. about Angel Tree and what we did, or what you did? I, I uh, had nothing to do with it.
1: The best investment of time ever. So, Prison Fellowship, one of the biggest events that they hold every year. The, one biggest. Of the, uh, the biggest, yes. I think it said, in one year they were, did I say 500,000 or 200,000 kids whose names were uh Recommend anyway, let me back up a second. So, um, if a parent or grandparent or a member of a family is incarcerated, they can nominate their child, grandchild, niece, nephew, whoever that person is, to receive gifts um, from Angel Tree. And so, there, I guess, there's various and sundry ways that that happens, but for us, it happened through. Um, Our Celebrate Recovery, our local Celebrate Recovery, took on this challenge from Prison Fellowship, and we were given seven families that had 13 kids in it, and they varied in ages from 1 to 16, and we couldn't do a big blowout party like we did last year inside of the church building, so we thought, what can we do, and uh, we moved it to the outdoors in the parking lot, which here in Ridgecrest we can do because it's not that cold yet, and so we did a out of our trunk uh, of our car games, kind of it was little
0: trunk or tree.
1: Yeah, kind, yeah, there you go, kind of little carnival games. Um, and then we had presents for the kids that were donated by different um, companies, different individuals, and different people who made things. Uh, and then we also sent them home with dinner that was prepared by some volunteers and it was just a blessing i'm looking right here um one of the on the prison fellowship website it says 11 million angels um and it's been going on since 1982 it's delivered more than 11 million christmas gifts to children across the nation so it's a big deal and if you've never heard of it before take time to look into it look it up under prison fellowship or just angel tree and uh you can bless a family i i can tell you this ours was poorly attended for whatever reason but i had the privilege of going to people's homes and delivering the meals and gifts that could not attend and wow was it special it really did feel better to give than to receive
0: and in talking so, to the volunteers because i was not uh at the event but in talking to the volunteers, and they all said the same thing to me that, you know, there we had how many kids did you have there, Bev? You had five?
1: We only had we only had five and five that kids. Up. And we we
0: mm-hmm. you know, put out the dog and pony for him. And I said, you know, if you would have known only five kids were gonna be able to show up because it's COVID and it's it's difficult, would you still have done it? Yes. To yes. a to a person, everyone was like, Absolutely, yes. it was so worth it to see those smiles and know the joy that was brought. Um, can we just really quickly give a little bit of airtime to um, the people that we got gifts for? I know that our food was provided by Roaming Dog Kitchen. Oh my so goodness, yes. here at Ridgecrest, go check them out. Uh, basically, every Tuesday through Saturday on the corner of Balsam and French, uh, gourmet hot dogs, fantastic. Uh, Kimberly and Brenda and Phil, parent run that and it's just outstanding. Uh, you can go back a few episodes. Uh, a couple months ago, we had Kim on and she talked about her... Uh, Thing, but Roaming Dog Kitchen took care of the food for him, and she didn't just like give him an oh, Oscar no. Mayer with no. a you know grocery store bun. She she gave him a nice meal. It was
1: like rigatoni and yeah salad yeah. and yeah. French bread, yeah. and oh, she, it was amazing. she catered to
0: him. Uh, and then we got a lot of our gifts from uh, City Serve, which City is an Serve? organization that works, um, I think, nationwide. I think they, so. They get uh, donations from corporations and companies. Uh, from all over the place and then distribute it into neighborhoods. So our local CityServe, um, we got our stuff out of Bakersfield, but then it's distributed through RCA Church. So if you're interested in that, if you know someone who needs um, help with things. And it, I mean, I was shocked at the stuff that comes through CityServe. One time we were helping unload the truck from Bakersfield and you get like formula and canned food and diapers and oh, there's a kayak. <laughs> so you just never know what's going to come through with with CityServe, but if you want more information about that, you can contact RCA Church uh, here in Ridgecrest, and they can get you more information about that. Right. What were some other places? Uh, McDonald's to
1: help us gave us gift certificates for Happy Meals. Um, there was a little gift shop, and I'm so sorry I cannot remember the name of. It. It's brand new in Ridgecrest. Maybe maybe next week we can come back and find that name. Um, but she was kind enough to. Uh, give us some caramel corn and some nice packaged candies um, for the kids. It was just fantastic. And that, is that store uh, on Balsam? No, it's uh, it's over. Um, it's in a in a neighborhood. It's off of Mayhan. Okay. So I'll have to find out what the name of that is. It's got kind of an unusual name, but she's kind of new with her business. So I think that those were the main corporations yeah and then
0: we just had people volunteer and donate um if you look on our instagram page for uh cr at rca church and it's just the letter c r a t r c a c h u r c h on instagram uh if you look that up you'll see pictures from it Uh, our daughter decorated her vw bug like a snowman it was the cutest it i'm glad the police didn't drive by because they would have arrested her for being too cute (laughs) Um, it was just awesome but it it was a a fantastic way to give back and that's that's what i love about christmas that's what i love about celebrate recovery that's what i love about prison fellowship yes it's just everything we do we're involved in giving back um including the podcast
1: it was really cute when we went to one house um uh the the dad came out and the kid said hey where'd all these gifts come from and he said your grandpa and they were like uh how'd that happen? You know, and I guess their grandpa had nominated them, yeah. but it was so sweet. So yeah. so
0: sweet. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much, Bev. Uh Merry Christmas to you. Uh, you are the best Christmas gift that I could ever have. Aww. Um, we've got new Christmas gifts coming next year because we have two grandbabies. We just yes. found out, Um that we're gonna have another grandbaby, so one in March and one in July. Uh so that's really exciting. Um and i'm just really glad to spend uh, my 25th christmas with you my dear thank you so much uh thank you dear people for spending your third christmas with us here on the podcast this is when i was going through i was like this is my third christmas show that's good grief crazy we're coming up on our third year anniversary in right? april uh, for this thing so thank you for keeping it going remember check us out on patreon go to mess it click on the Patreon button, and you can become a patron. And if you want to give uh, a larger gift for a year in gift to help out with your tax situation, you can email info at messituppodcast.com. And intern Dave will get the information to you on uh, where to uh, send that uh, check and how to do that. We can also do uh, a variety of digital payment options for you as well. Uh, Please contact us on social media, just let us know that you're listening. And uh, we're excited. We got next year or next week, we'll have a new year show coming up for you or, you know, a year in wrap up. uh, And then uh, we'll be getting back to our uh, walk through the steps soon. Uh, Also have uh, a special guest coming up that's going to be talking about uh, their mess that turned into a message uh, that just uh, they had surgery uh, recently and they asked if they could come on. So we'll be doing that sometime real soon as well. So lots of great things coming up on the show. But give someone a kiss. Uh, and a hug at Christmas that you're, you know, able to do. Don't walk up to a stranger because COVID (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. Not a good idea. Uh, But um, let them know that you love them. And uh, if you can't figure out a gift to give to somebody for Christmas, you know, just give them the link to the podcast and uh, say, here, this is what I got for you. This podcast, uh, it means a lot to us. So we really appreciate you listening. We love you being here and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next time we mess it up.